From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. If you're looking to do something this weekend, but you don't want to leave the house, well, I got something for you. Underdog Fantasy. Just a ton of fantasy games you can play with. The best fantasy, my fantasy, Underdog Fantasy. UnderdogFantasy.com or the free Underdog Fantasy app. NFL fantasy games, a collection of them. Major League Baseball playoffs fantasy games, a collection of them. College football, head-to-head high lows where you have statistical fantasy games and head-to-head matchups. It's all there for you. It is super fun. It is awesome and a chance to make a bunch of money. And typically, you're putting in $5 with a chance to win thousands and thousands of dollars, all there with underdog fantasy. You can win on a daily basis. You can win on a weekly basis. You don't have to wait till the end of a season. That's underdog fantasy, the best fantasy sports out there right now. Right now, use the promo code WESTPALM, all one word, the promo code West Palm. It's all one word. Get your deposit doubled up to $100 with Underdog Fantasy. That's underdogfantasy.com and the free Underdog Fantasy app. Again, promo code West Palm, all one word. Get the deposit doubled up to $100. They have your back with Underdog Fantasy. Now, if you do want to leave the house, uh, you can also play Underdog Fantasy, but also Yingling's got some good stuff for you. Oh, yeah. You're going to want to join Yingling and ESPN West Palm. It's this Sunday, October 9th at O'Shea's Irish Pub in downtown West Palm Beach for your football Sunday. We're going to be out there from 1 to 3, so come hang out. Enjoy some $3 bottles of Yingling or Yingling Flight. And while you're there, make sure you register to win some awesome prizes, including, and this is big, a pair of Dolphins tickets with a branded Yingling cooler. Oh, man. It, it also comes with some beer I'm as well. It, it don't get no better than that, Ken. Must be 21 and older, uh, presented by Yingling, America's oldest brewery, and please drink responsibly. So later on in the hour, we'll have our football insider, Mike Tannenbaum, who, yes, picked against the Dolphins this weekend, so we'll question mm. him about that when he joins right around 145. But I want and Theo, since I've known you... Those are his two teams, too, right? Yeah, Jets, Dolphins. Yeah. He's picked the Jets. He uh, he believes in Zach Wilson after one good quarter in his career, so we'll ask. <laughs> was it the receiving touchdown or was it the no-passing touchdown? Uh, uh, it or was, did he get one? He, he did get one. Indeed. He did yeah. get one, and he grittied. And uh, again, as, as Theo and I detailed on Monday, it should now be a 15-yard penalty <laughs> when white people gritty on the field. Um, so... I, I'm curious because you you are a very nice person. You're a stand-up gentleman. Uh, you represent this place well. You represent yourself and your family well. But you have an edge about you when Russell Wilson comes up. And I think part of you, part of you is sort of reveling in the sudden struggles of Russell Wilson. And you were one of the first, really, in training camp to say, man, this dude... This dude is just so corny. Mm. I mean, you've been using corny to describe Russell Wilson for an awful long time, but I'm just getting the sense. And hearing Kyle Brandt this morning on Good Morning Football call him a poser, detail a time where Russell Wilson shunned him on a red carpet for an award show. Like, that's personal stuff. Why do people dislike Russell Wilson so much? A guy who has been... Pretty much a good dude. He doesn't have a rap sheet. He doesn't have any scandal that's ever uh, overtaken him. Mm. He hasn't been controversial at all. Is it the code switching? Is it what is it about Russell Wilson that you dislike and that 
others may dislike along with you? Because I don't know. I don't like being lied to. I think it's it's as simple as that. And I think so much of his persona, so much of him when he steps in front of a microphone or posts a tweet or a social media video just feels like him trying to be an actor or be something that he's not. He's like catering to something. Yeah, and it, it okay. just, you can just. But maybe he just likes the bag. He's trying to make some money. I, I And I can appreciate that. And my thing is, too, I don't have a personal dilemma against him. Again, like I said, when I was in school, uh, one of my favorite professors was his auntie. Uh, he he zoomed into one of our our classes before. Again, I, I did miss that class, but I heard it was very corny. Um, but I don't have anything personally against him, and I actually wish he was better. I have Cortland Sutton on a fantasy football team. I wish he'd get him the ball more. Um, it just is more funny when he struggles and when he loses because you already know, like what he did last night afterwards, he's going to continue to do the BS continue to be corny and continue to be fraudulent and weird. And what he said on the microphone as he was leaving, as we kept replaying earlier and going back to his catchphrase is it almost encapsulates why people maybe root against him is, is I don't think it's rooting against Russell Wilson. It just is hilarious when he does fail sometimes because you already know he's, he's going to be weird about it afterwards. Like what he did last night. There's no doubt. He's a weird dude. Yeah. There is no doubt. He's a weird dude. I want to ask you, because I actually am not sure, but I want to throw this at you, okay? Um, Russell Wilson is a very prominent black quarterback. Yes. Okay? Very prominent, very proud black quarterback. Someone you can rally behind, okay? And I don't have perspective on this at all, but one of the feelings I get is that the code switching that he does, because it's him lying in bed with Ciara saying, um, uh, 12th man... Like, uh, we got our money staying here in Seattle. Like this suave, smooth black man. And then after the game or at a press conference, like, Broncos country, let's ride. I think that he turns off a portion of the black NFL population. Oh, for sure he does. Because he doesn't. He he caters his, his personality to the majority of people that he thinks he's talking to. And when it's convenient for him, he's going to be smooth and suave and black. And when it's convenient for him, it's going to be white and vanilla and rah-rah. Is there any potential truth to that? That A lot of that is true. And, it, it and maybe is I'm different. speaking out of turn. Maybe well, I'm speaking out of turn with that. So a lot of it is is true, but it's it's different from person to person. So, like, I don't feel as offended. There are some some black people, I'm sure, that feel offended by the fact that he does the code switching thing, which um, undoubtedly I understand why they would. I get it. That doesn't necessarily offend me, but the one thing that I can say that everybody, including black folk, can see and, and dissect out is that he's doing it. Like, there's different levels to it. Like, a, a guy like Patrick Mahomes is himself at all times. He's not a super cool or suave no, dude. but he's he's the same person. He's Mahomes everywhere. And like Lamar Jackson, you know Lamar Jackson. He's Lamar. You know what he likes. You know where he comes from. Yeah. You know who he hangs with. Lamar is unabashedly Lamar at all times. He is. And, and, and by that same token, Lamar Jackson still, I mean, when you're a black person, specifically even a black man, and you're a professional and you're in the public spotlight, you're going to do some level of code switching. You just are. Because you can't talk the same way that you would. Like, the way that Lamar Jackson talks to his homies or kids or people out in, in Pompano 
when he's back home is going to be different than when he stands in front of a mic and is doing a press conference. There's a noticeable difference. I would argue that for some people, though, it's not different enough, which is yeah, why they don't like they, which is why they'll <laughs> sit there and say, like, I do think that there is deep seated. Oh, this man's too street. They to want his money. They will prefer him to be more like Russell Wilson. Uh huh. They likely. want and Lamar not going to code switch. And he's not. He's not going to do it to that level. But there is a level of dialing back certain things that you say in the way you go about it. But sure, Russell sure, Wilson's. His is just so undeniably fake, even so much so that even, like you said, with the social media videos and the stuff he does with Sierra. Like he's not trying to hide it. Like, he's not trying to hide it on either end. It feels like he's somewhere in between, but he'll try to act too, quote-unquote, cool on social media or in certain circumstances. Then he tries to act too professional, mm-hmm. where it's like, just do, find your, your, your spot on that spectrum and be yourself as much as you can. We, we can't even figure out who he is as a guy because he's yeah. always faking something. You don't know what his personality actually is or who he actually is. But, but what you do know is he's fake. He's acting all the time, which is a bit annoying. Like, so is Kyle Brandt right when he calls him a poser? He's right, but he's wrong. He's right as in that, yes, Russell Wilson is constantly posing as something that he maybe doesn't feel he is inside, but he's wrong because he said it on national television about him, and he made it very personal. And I'm sure if Russell Wilson had done that interview with him when he was with Sierra and was super polite and put on his little code switch and gave him a nice interview moment, Kyle Brandt wouldn't have said all those things. So that was personal. That was a little weird. How do you feel about Russell Wilson, and why do you feel that way about Russell Wilson? Because I'm telling you, the pitchforks are out, and there's a glee in the failures of Russell Wilson right now. But it's not just fans, it's former teammates. They hate and him. And that's what's striking to me. I like get former it, Former teammates. Do you, I get why Richard Sherman hates Russell Wilson. Why? Be- because Richard Sherman looks back on his years in Seattle and Marshawn Lynch and the rest of those guys, and it's a lot of guys, not just Richard Sherman. He's just the most public because he's also on the Amazon Prime video mm. Thursday night broadcast. Like, Russell Wilson gets – most of, if not all of the credit for how good Seattle was in those formative years. He was the face of that. He was the face of it, even so much so that some of those guys feel like the reason why Pete Carroll drew up a pass instead of a run was because they wanted Russell Wilson to be on that podium as the MVP and not Marshawn Lynch, who would undoubtedly would have gotten it if he had told it to rock into the end zone. Interesting. So, so much of it feels like, yo, we're working our asses off. We're working our tails off. We're, we're, We're the best defense in the league. Legion of boom. We don't even hear that get brought up as much anymore. All of it has been about Russell Wilson. And for Richard Sherman and those guys, they're like, yo, like that, they feel like he's a phony. They feel in- inherently, it feels like they're saying that this dude is a phony, a facade, and they feel like they might have carried him a bit more than gets led on. So what's, it's weird. What's fascinating about, and I think that there is, there's the dislike of Tua. And now the fake concern for his well-being. Like, oh, Tua rag yes. army sucks. He's terrible. And then, oh, is Tua's head okay? How dare the Dolphins treat him so poorly? I mean, just nonsense. People got to be at least kind of concerned. Just they're total. No, they're, they're conveniently concerned because it gives them an opportunity to, to crap on the Dolphins. That's, I think, a, lot, a, of, bit of, that. a yeah. lot of football fans have jumped on the, oh, how dare dare Tua be treated like this so they can say, the Dolphins malpractice. Like that, I think, it's feeding a different need. It's not genuine, okay? But the dislike of Tua, how he became so divisive, and how Russell Wilson has become so divisive, it comes from the same neighborhood but different homes. Like, they're both very wholesome, right? Both very wholesome 
do-gooders. Um, but Tua's always like that. But he's always like that. But I do think that there's, and I'll, I'll be honest, I got sucked, to it, sucked into it with Tebow. The, the Tebow, God bless, and the preaching, and the like, enough was enough. I could not take it any longer. And it just so happened that Tebow was terrible as well. Yeah. But the same things that get people attention, the God bless, and uh, here's my favorite Bible verse, and all of these things, um, it's the same thing that turns people off. And I will say, I was turned off by Tebow for the religious aspect, and then I was given ammo because he sucked. Yeah. Okay? But with Tua... What was frustrating is that this is a guy who has not had a clean slate with injuries for quite some time, right? And I think the Alabama thing has made people dislike him as well. And this is a guy who's never been disingenuous. He's always yeah, he's, been him. He's straight up too, yeah. He's I, sort of goofy. Yeah. He's sort of lighthearted. Uh, he's a competitor. And he likes God. He's never been any different. He's a chill dude. Is there's no? I don't see why people draw up hate for. But I do think in the NFL, if you're purely wholesome, I think that that allows people at the slightest at the slightest failure, people want to jump on you for that because the game has an edge. The game is physical, and there's no room for someone who comes off as sort of soft, right? Uh, it's it's why we we love seeing players go at one another. We love the trash talk. We like Jalen Ramsey. We like to see all those things. Yeah. You know, so it's weird. The dichotomy of football is bizarre. But Ru- Tua's is because he's wholesome. Russ is because he's wholesome. But I also think an aspect of Russ does piss off black people. I think he's Russ is because he's also just so fake. And he he and like there's I like think, layers to it. It's weird. And I think again, there's not there's not like a I don't see a lot of black people that just are mad at him or hate him for no. it. Even like my, but it's just but it like we can see, we yeah, we can see through that. And if you're not also going to be good at football whilst being like that, then yeah, it's a, we're gonna it's it's a little it's funnier to us, or we're not going to be as supportive. I mean, you got to remember there was a time you just got to all for especially for black folk. If there's a black quarterback there, good, bad, indifferent, you got to pull from to do good because damn it. They weren't letting black folks yeah, play yeah, quarterback no, no, for so long in the league. Absolutely, but so, when it feels like that person is is not fully embracing the culture, yeah, I can see where they were. And, and again, and this is the, me. So this is as light as toast. Me right. saying this stuff. So the, here's, I think, the more so the problem is, it don't matter if you embrace the culture if that's not your culture, if that's not what you rock with. It's when you fake embrace the culture twenty five percent of the time, and then twenty five percent of the time you're a corporate. Uh, Russ, mm-hmm. not Russell. Embracing you're, the culture when it's convenient. Yeah, like you're embracing whatever is most convenient at the time. And I think for all people, it's, that's why it's not like it's like just black people or just white people or just Broncos fans or Seahawks fans or former teammates. Everybody has a certain amount of disdain for Russ. And I think it stems from everybody seeing right through that facade he keeps putting up. Because even though you don't have any kind of like, it don't seem, it doesn't seem like much of what he does bothers you. You can sense the fakeness in it yeah without question so i think everybody can sense the fakeness in what he does and and a lot of people just don't like being lied to and it feels like he's constantly lying to you or portraying something or acting and it's like the disingenuous nature in which he addresses everybody it um to me kind of you know what it is it, he's like do you think you're fooling us russell well this is but this is the thing <laughs> like, that, in a sport where you have and have had a rash of players who have committed several crimes off the field. 
Yeah. And then they get on the field, and it's and and I I take pride in the fact I can separate off the field from on the field unless it gets extreme like Deshaun Watson. But think of how many NFL players have just been absolute menaces off the field, Ooh. have gone astray of the law, and it's, oh, thank God they're back because our team absolutely needed a lift. In a league where I think the fans are consistently okay with, hey, just get it settled in court as long as you're there for our football team. Now, now they're going to dance on the football grave of Russ because they don't like how he changes his personality based on who he's talking to off the field. That's what's weird. Like, this is where Russ is also different. Because if Russ, if Russ stayed the same personality but was a constant crime committer, would we accept him more? Well, how good is he at football? That's the question. He's the same Russ resume. Say, say in Seattle. Yeah, he would still be getting the, best. The Seattle resume, yeah. but he is constantly committing assault. Or yeah. breaking and entering, or whatever. But we would we would be like, hey man, he gets it done on the field. He has a little baggage, but man, that boy can ball. Like we'd be okay with that. We wouldn't be having this conversation and dancing on his football grave. I think winning hills also like by that same token. If the Broncos are five and zero right now, and Russell Wilson has ten touchdowns and two picks instead of four touchdowns and three, there will still be people mocking and making fun of Broncos country. Let's ride and all of that fake stuff that he does, but it won't come hand-in-hand hand with his poor football play. So, like, even for Kyle Brent, who had his whole rant on on uh, mm-hmm. Good Morning Football, mm-hmm. he would still be a little mad about the personal incident he had where Russ and Sierra, you know, dished him off or whatever. But get over it, because I can't imagine Kyle Brent would just, uh, with random fans, is like, hey, hey, finger yeah. guns, what's yeah, yeah. up, guys? He's not taking pictures and doing interviews with everybody weird. he runs by anyways, too. Yeah. But I would say, like, it just gives you less less of a platform to highlight all of those weird things that Russ does if it's not also paired with him being terrible at football. If he's good at football right now, we still make fun of it and we're going to get the jokes off on Twitter, but it's also going to be like, all right, he's winning football games. People believed in Russ this offseason. They thought it was a good trade for the Broncos, and some people even had the Broncos being contenders. None of those people were like Russ fans or thought Russ no. was a cool dude. We've always thought the same thing about him. He's just also bad at football now. But the process of through five games, through five games, Oof. I think a lot of people would still say, oh, there's 12 more games for him to turn it around. <laughs> and now it's become Russ sucks. Russ is washed. Russ is done. And, man, this is hilarious what's happened to Russ. He's I think a so lot bad. of players would get a longer leash with this, and for Russ it's, this is hilarious because, man, does that guy suck. I'm just, it's a fascinating look into why a personality gets divisive, why a player gets divisive. And it's just, man, it is so, the NFL is so weird with that. How do you feel about Russ and why do you feel that way about Russ? He is an absolute lab experiment right now. How do you feel about Russ and why? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Twitter's open at KLV1063. Tony is in West Palm. Tony's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Tony? What up, what up? Hey, uh, I just caught on to the show, so I don't know if y'all brought up this point already, but y'all already know I'm street to the to the core. Mm-hmm. And, le- and, and my people, when it comes to Russell, uh, Russell Wilson, yo, it's all about Ciara, my dude. Like, yo, how is it that Urkel got with Ciara? Is <laughs> what I'm saying. 
you already know. And no, 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 knock on the on, on anybody that's you know with. <laughs> so the you're just being petty. I'm a hood dude, he, but we he wants smart to too. You feel me? <laughs> What's that, Tony? I, you're just being petty, man. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We all know it though. We we look at it and be like, yo, Sierra is with that dude now. Nah, but yo, on some real, real. Let's be honest. Look. Russell Wilson right now is in a situation where I don't think he's ever been before. Like, to me, and you know, when he was doing his thing in college, you know, he had a good coach. In, in, in Seattle, he had a good coach. You know what I mean? Like, now he got this cat, Hackett, who yeah. can't hack it. You feel me? Like, yeah. he just can't hack it. And so, like, Russell Wilson is supposed to, like, become that, that general on the field. And I haven't really ever seen him be that general on the field. If he was that general on the field, he would have gave the ball to Marshawn Lynch at the first, at the one yard line. You feel me? Yeah. But I think that's a lot of, that, that plays into it too, and hopefully they get that stuff together. And you know, Russell Wilson, he's a good quarterback. He got mad props. He's done mad things. Super Bowl champion, so he deserves some respect. Let's give him a chance, y'all. One love, Ken Levicka, the best show out there. Teddy Takeover. Yes, sir. Let's go. Yes, sir. Let's go, Tony. Appreciate you. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. How do you feel about Russ and why? Uh, Mark is in Boynton. What's going on, Mark? Hey, what's going on? How are you, brother? I'm doing good. Good. Well, my take on it is that Russ has got his hands in the pot with, like, too many things. At one point, he wants to be a sex symbol. Mm -hmm. one point, he wants to be a leader of a team. And he's just all over the place. And he's, he's basically trying to please too many people rather than being authentic himself. And that's where the disingenuous part comes off because people can see that he's not authentic. It's like, what are you going to be? What can we depend on you to be from a day-to-day -day basis? And when he's trying to, like, you know, have his hands and everything and please everyone as far as being a leader, a sex symbol, look at my wife. It's like, dude, where are you at? You know, yeah. Brady's got those same things, but everyone knows Brady's focused on football. Yeah. That's the difference. It's tough to it's tough to relate to him, I suppose, is is the main idea from that. But listen, I work in radio. I work in media. You know what? I'll mold to whatever you want me to be. I want to get that bag. I've never. I, I mean, I've never been shy about that. Yeah, I've never been shy about that. Okay, I want to work with you. If you want to work with me, if you want to put money in my direct deposit, then I want to work with you. Let's do that. I don't think Rush should be treated any differently for that. But I suppose I'm not sure how much my personality changes based off of that. Now, again, I am. I am just a piece of white toast. You know, there's nothing remarkable about me. Uh, I sit here. And I talk. Piece of white. Toast. Yeah, and so well, that's I always bread with you. Yeah, uh, because it's everybody can relate to okay. it, unless you have gluten problems, um, which I do. Because again, I'm a piece of white bread. Um, but, but I just there is there is something there's something that irks people about Russ. Something that irks people about Russ. The whole package of Russ is totally fascinating to me, and why he bothers people or why people support him. Jay is in Jupiter. What's up, Jay? Well, as a 49er fan, I can tell you, number one, I got no problem with Russ leaving the NFC West because he owned us. <laughs> so I was not True. sad to see him go. <laughs> I was very happy about him going. However, your man that you're talking to, the pro he's played on a sports team before. Yeah. So he knows what I'm talking about when I say Russ just is not one of the guys. Mm. He just don't seem like one of us. It ain't, it's not about his chick and how he hang with his chick, because we all got women sure. that we love and that we hang with on the regular. It's not about that. 
we can't really feel Russ on that level. So a guy who, yo, let's go get some food. A guy who, yo, let's go, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Mm-hmm. We never really feel like Russ is that guy. And because you don't feel like he's that guy, there's a trust level there that's not there. And because it's not there, I don't really deal with you. I think that's the biggest thing that's when it comes to Russ. Excellent. It's not the, the, the two-faced thing. I don't think it's any of those things. It's He just doesn't seem like he's one of us. He, that is, he doesn't seem accessible at all. Like, you couldn't go to the locker room, sit down, and be like, hey, bro, I'm having some problems with my girl, or I got this thing going on. Like, he comes off as this good guy, does everything the right way, but you're right. Like, there's a, a, a shield around him where you're never able to get in or, that. Take the take the take the personal stuff off the table. Yo, let's just go get some food and let's just go hang. And he just doesn't seem like he's that dude. And because he doesn't seem like he's that dude, when you're on a sports team, it's very important that there's a trust level there. And I don't think it's there with Russ. Interesting, Thanks Jay. For my call, Ken. I appreciate yep. you, Jay. I like that. I like that a lot. That is not something that even occurred to me. That maybe just the inherent sports fan thought of like camaraderie mm. in the locker room team. It doesn't seem like the guy that would just sort of be a dude. Maybe, yeah. And I think sports, for a lot of people, that's what people are looking for. Someone who you feel like you can just kick it with, right? Yeah. I mean, there's no, again, when you're a disingenuous person, when you're, you're, when you're continuously being disingenuous, how can somebody who's supposed to be your teammate, how can they relate to you on a human-to-human level? How can they kick it with you or think that they can vibe with you if they don't feel like you're being, like they don't know what you they're going to get? Is it's that so... I get on Baker because I think he's corny. But is that why Baker Mayfield owns like the barstool crowd at least? <laughs> he sucks, but you think you can go have a beer with him? He's their kind of guy for sure. I like, think you think you could go drive the truck, listen to some country and drink some beer with Baker, and that's why Baker sometimes gets the benefit of the doubt. That's that's part of it, like cause Baker Mayfield, though his personality seems like it sucks, it sucks to people that don't like that personality. But yeah. the people that like it He's like got that blue collar feel to him. Yeah. Whereas Russ has that penthouse feel to him. Well, Russ has a penthouse feel on Sundays and then on Tuesdays he has th- like that's the problem <laughs> uh-huh. is like you don't Yeah, it, that's true. It's just fake. It's he just has not that, He has that church feel on Tuesdays yeah. and that penthouse feel on Thursdays, which is really bizarre. And you just like, look, I do I even want to deal with the fake? Like you know how there's some people that you wouldn't even ask for advice cuz you know they're going to give you just some some BS, yeah. some quote coach, or something. the equivalent coach of coach speak. speak. Yeah. He's think about Russ feels like 24/7 coach speak. And how could you ever want to kick it with that dude, support that oh, dude? Damn. And if your guys like Richard Sherman, former yeah. teammates, and all of your accomplishments get tied back to that guy, probably a little irritating. Hey, Russ, Russ, I- I've been having issues with my girl. Like, what's a good way to win her back? Like, what should we do? Where can I take her? Just try your hardest and give 100%. <laughs> that's, it's fun. that's probably a direct quote. Let's ride. That's a direct quote yeah. from Russell Wilson, and that's what's annoying. I think we're getting to the bottom of something here. Carrie in Wellington. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Ken. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I think um, Russell doesn't get uh, a fair shake a lot of times. Okay. And I think a big part of that is because he doesn't fit into the stereotype of what people think a black athlete, back, uh, black quarterback should be. And I think he's comfortable with who he is. You know, he's okay. We can call him corny laid-back type of guy, might not listen to the same music everybody in the locker room does. He's not going out to the clubs and doing that stuff. It seems like he's comfortable with that, and that maybe makes other people uncomfortable, and I don't think he gets a fair shake. I mean, the guy has done a lot. You know, he's not getting in trouble off the field, so, you know, what do people try to fixate on? Like, he's corny. 
you know, he, he's drinking wine at the, you know, at the at the wine bar versus going out to the clubs and <laughs> stuff like that. So I don't think he gets a fair shake based on him just being comfortable with himself and not fitting a lot of people's stereotypes. I'm all you know, good. I think it's disingenuous. Yeah. Uh, it, it's hard. It's and appreciate you, Kerry. And by the way, for the record, I'd be with Russ at that wine bar. Yeah, wine's good. Nobody's criticizing Russ for some of the corny things he does. It's just like he said, Kerry said that Russ is comfortable in who he is. If he's so comfortable in who he is, why does he keep changing his personas at every turn? So it's like if he's, again, nobody, there's, there's no black folk out there mad at Tua for being the way Tua is because at least we know who Tua is. What black folk love most in anybody, especially other black folk, is them to be genuinely themselves. Yeah. Like, we rock with that. If you're, like like I said about Joe Burrow, it was all cool when it felt like that was just all Joe Burrow being himself. Then when he started to step outside of that, it was like, all right, you're trying a little too hard now to be something that we know you're not. Well, that was me. That was me trying to do that, and you kept yeah, trying yeah. to tell me he was cool. He was cool. He was cool for and then the Super Bowl fit was like, all right, you're, you're, you're trying a little hard now. <laughs> yeah. We can tell when you're trying. And, yeah. And, and Russ feels like he's trying, even when he's doing the corporate thing. We're like, are you even really corporate like that? What are you doing? Like, yeah. just be you, dude. Just kick it. That is funny. That is totally, totally wild. Kendrick though, Lamar, this Russell Wilson thing. Kendrick Lamar has a uh, song, "You Ain't Got a Lot to Kick It," where he repeats that over and over. There's some explicitives that I can't repeat on mm-hmm, radio, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. In, in essence, it's "You Ain't Got a Lot to Kick It." We'll rock with you. If you like hard rock and you don't want to go to the club and listen to hip, like black people are not a monolith. We understand that. We've grown enough mm-hmm. as people to know in 2022, you have different things that you enjoy, yeah. different lifestyles you like to kick There's it in. There's not one lane you got to yeah. stay in. And we appreciate people like you're a skater black guy. Cool, man. Ride your skateboard. Have mm-hmm. some fun. If you're hip hop black guy, cool, man. Rap, you know, whatever it is, do you. And it just feels like Russ isn't doing that. And that's a little irritating. But to me, it's like, yo, I don't care. I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> I think it's hilarious, yeah. and I'm going to laugh when he screws up, and then he goes to the press conference, he puts on that voice, and then he tries to leave off with a let's ride, but even he didn't feel it. I want to be clear. I would absolutely go to the wine bar <laughs> with Russ, but but I also can easily be local craft beer guy because I am I live in that lane as oh, yeah. well. Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm Beach, local, local craft brewery with a full kitchen and a menu. That is rare. I mean super rare, a local craft brewery with a full kitchen and a menu. Stormhouse Brewing has it all. They're in North Palm Beach, Crystal Cove Commons, Half mile south of PJ Boulevard on US 1. Catch football, NFL Sunday ticket, World Cup is coming up. They have every type of football there. You can catch on their huge flat screen TVs. Not a bad seat in the house at Stormhouse Brewing. Their official location for the Palm Beach Gators fan club. So you want to go out there for Gators games as well. Like I said, they have all football all the time. Live music and weekly events. Uh, Oktoberfest is coming up. Live German band, German food, beers, facial hair contests, and more. That is Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm Beach, Crystal Cove Commons, US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. That's Stormhouse Brewing, stormhousebrewing.com. How do you feel about Russ? Why do you feel the way you do about Russ? We'll keep taking your calls. We'll have social media. And also when we come back, Stephen A. Smith. And I assure you, you will never think about him the same when you see him after you hear what we are going to present to you on Ken LeVick Alive on what could be my final show. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. I love companies you can depend on and companies that are going to work around at your schedule, not hold you hostage. It drives me crazy. There are so many industries, one, that need to come to your home to fix things up, make things right, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait. It is one of the more annoying things in everyday life. They're trying to avoid that at EDS Air Conditioning, trying to come up with appointment schedules around your time. That is customer service, especially for an AC company. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. If your AC is starting to sputter out, because I tell you all the time, especially for those of you who are new down here, and I know there's a lot of you, having an AC is a 365-day-a-year thing. If you don't have your AC available to you every single day of the year in South Florida, then you are not doing it right, because there will be plenty of days in December, January, February, you need to flip that thing on. You don't have it, and you're miserable. You're sweating. Nobody wants to live in a home or a condo or an apartment where you're sweating. Work in a business where you're sweating. You need to have your AC on point. EDS Air Conditioning has it on point for you. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. EDS is yes. Remember it. EDS is yes. It's EDS Air Conditioning. EDSAirconditioning.com. That's EDS is yes for all of your AC and your plumbing needs. EDS Air Conditioning. EDSAirconditioning.com. Fun stuff with the Good Karma Brands family. I've been playing it. Some Cover 5, Theo. Let everybody know how they can get involved with some Cover 5. Win some cash. Well, if you want to win some cash and you're a football fan, I got just the thing for you. Cover 5 giving you a chance to win $50,000 in Week 5 only if you get the perfect score. Cover 5 is free-to-play sports game. Pick five games against the spread. Win 50000 in Week 5 if you get the perfect score. Download the app or go to Cover5.com to jump in and $50,000. That's That ain't chump change right nope, there. absolutely not. That's life change. Uh, Christian, let's get in to our Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Hut! Green! Hut! Hut! Oh, no. There's a man down. As if the Broncos losing in overtime to the Colts. With a field goal game mm. last night. All field goals, all the time. With soccer bench. Uh-huh. Adding insult to injury. Well, apparently adding injury to injury. Broncos offensive tackle Garrett Bowles. He is out for the season with a broken leg. This according to Adam Schefter of ESPN. Broncos corner Ronald Darby out for the year with a torn ACL. Some poor news for the Bills. They have the Steelers this weekend. Jordan Poyer, who is the AFC Defensive Player of the Week, he has a rib injury. He won't play. Neither will tight end Dawson Knox for the Bills. That is problematic for Buffalo as they try to continue the good play after their comeback win over the Ravens. As for the Dolphins, fairly clear. It looks like Xavier Howard is going to give it a go. Byron Jones isn't ready yet. He has not begun the 21-day cycle coming off of IR, and it doesn't look like Tua is going to be placed on IR. They're going to keep him available. Doesn't mean uh, by not putting him on IR, he'll be available over the next four weeks. So that's the latest on where he stands with his concussion. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. This, the Injury Emporium. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho today for more information. 
information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, combining its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Imagine my surprise when I walked into uh, our studios today, Theo, and I looked at our collection of TVs, and I saw that uh, First Take is on location. I love when they do this. They go to an HBCU, and they have an HBCU-themed show. Mm. Uh, And standing right in the center is the main attraction of First Take, Stephen A. Smith. Oh, Stephen A. Smith, right. right. Well, for us, yeah, for for you and me, Molly is absolutely. But Stephen A. Smith is the one who makes the money. That's true the highest paid sports media personality outside of a booth you're going to find in the United States of America. ESPN pays that man. Well, Stephen A. Smith, he has made so much money because he has made himself available to the masses. He does everything. Sports he has no clue about. He analyzes them. People he probably has no business talking to. He talks to them. He wants to be a man of the people. He is a man of the people, Stephen A. Smith. One thing that I didn't know about Stephen A. Smith, though, is his bedroom habits. Mm. But don't worry. Now we've got that covered as well. Because Stephen A. Smith, uh, and now we know what the A stands for in Stephen A. Smith, was on the BS podcast with Jake Paul. Jake Paul and his lovely girlfriend, who you will hear plenty of over the next couple of moments here. Stephen A. Smith. Uh-uh. It was asked about a particular aspect of his love life. Very particular and aspect. Here is here is how it sounded on the BS podcast with Jake Paul. Okay. No Stephen A. No honest answer. I don't. No. Okay. Do you? Okay. Stephen A. Eat lettuce. Oh. No. You don't eat roast beef. That's an honest answer. I don't have. No. That's You've that's a God's eaten. honest answer. Never. I don't never. have to. Have you gotten your rice bowl? Never. That's private. Oh, yes! That's yes! a yes! That's private. Hey, that's private. And nothing else to say. And nothing else to say. And nothing else to say. Oh, boy. That is. That is different. That is a whole nother level. Mm. Of Stephen A. Smith. I mean, I typically don't give a lick about anyone's sex life. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. I, uh, okay. <clears throat> That's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, also weird that he was even on that podcast. Mm-hmm. But one thing about it, he's a, <laughs> these old heads. Specifically black dude, specifically Q's, because he is, an, I think, honorary member of Omega Sci-Fi. Um, they're pretty freaky. Mm-hmm. Get a little freaky when they start going up in age. They start realizing they only got so many more years mm-hmm. of their prime. And, mm-hmm. and start trying things. They get adventurous, and they start to get a little more open about it, too. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, I just wish he would have kept that one to himself. Yeah, yeah. That whole thing seemed like it, it definitely kind of clanked off the rim a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll come back. Mike Tannenbaum. <laughs> <laughs> on the way. It's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3.
Game one, Guardians Rays right now in Cleveland. And we talk about underdog fantasy. It's not just football. I know everybody's got football brain because it's the fall, but it's also day one of the Major League Baseball postseason. You can play plenty of MLB postseason fantasy at underdog fantasy because it's the best fantasy. A bunch of games, baseball, college football, NFL, head-to-head. It's all there for you. Underdog fantasy, underdogfantasy.com, the free underdog fantasy app. And a reminder, use the promo code West Palm, all one word. Get your deposit doubled up to $100. That's for you. West Palm, your deposit gets doubled up to $100 if you use that one word code, West Palm. It is Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. Play it this weekend. It's a ton of fun. You can thank me later. That's Underdog Fantasy and the Underdog Fantasy app. And by the way, right now, bottom of the seventh in Cleveland, it is the Guardians 2, Tampa Bay 1. Our NFL insider, our football insider is Mike Tannenbaum, former GM of the Jets, former uh, president of football operations for the Dolphins. And he joins us here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Mike, I am already aware, I'm already aware that you, uh, that you picked the Jets this week, and I saw your appearance yesterday, your several appearances on ESPN, so if you could uh, just just explain why you're picking the Jets over the Dolphins. Oh, Ken, you got it all wrong. On this show, I'm picking the Dolphins over <laughs> the Jets. So yes, Mike! <laughs> I, I, I am never wrong, guys. I love where it. Where you watch me. <laughs> It just depends where you watch him, and that's why I love Mr. T, because I would do the exact same thing. Uh, so, yeah. Teddy you know, Brid- uh, and, and Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah, no, in all seriousness, like, I think this game is fascinating for a number of reasons, but these teams really have a lot more similarities. Both teams have real big injuries on their offensive line, and both teams have really good front sevens. Um, and if this game was in Miami, I'd pick Miami. I, I think this is a... 14-10, 21-17 game, because I think if you look at the consequential play when the Jets beat the Steelers, it was really on Kenny Pickett's second of three interceptions where there was quick interior pressure. And depending on who plays for the Dolphins on their offensive line, that Jet defense is going to give the Dolphins trouble. And the inverse of that is exactly true. I think Max Mitchell's going to be out for the Jets. They're already missing Dwayne Brown. They lost Mackay Becton for the year. I mean, they have really been beating up George IR. That's a really good Miami front seven. I don't think the Jets are going to score a lot either. So, again, I think this is a really fascinating game. I think it's low scoring, and I think the front sevens control the game. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, how do you think, and I'm assuming over the next couple of weeks, how can he fare for this Dolphins team after the Jets, you're home against the Vikings, and then you're home against the Steelers. Say he has to play these three games. How are you feeling about the Dolphins' chances in that stretch? Pretty good. I don't think the Steelers are the same Steelers by any stretch, um, especially if they see Kenny Pickett. You know, there's a great axiom, guys, that applies here. It's not who you play, but when you play them. Um, and I, I think the schedule sets up reasonably well. Again, beating New York would go a long way. It's a game and a half because it's a division game, so they're always worth a little bit more. But, look, Teddy Bridgewater's won a lot of games. I think the key thing for him is I think he's a smart quarterback. So, again, I think if we're sitting here in the fourth quarter on Sunday and it's a one game, him throwing the game away, um, that's just not who he's been in his career. Uh, I want to ask you, are we looking at an all-time mistake from the Broncos here with Russell Wilson? Not yet, but boy, I'll tell you what. You know what's like almost sad, guys, is you know we could talk about processing information, missing, you know, KJ Hamler was open. That, that play was designed. 
against man-to-man defense. He comes underneath. It should be a walking touchdown. But you know what's really sad to me is it looks like he's missing his confidence. And mm-hmm. I never thought I'd say that about a guy that just signed a $250 million contract. Um, he just doesn't look right. He's playing not to lose. And, gosh, I mean, I don't know if it's an all-time mistake yet, but right now it's certainly not looking very good. Uh, you know, I, I, I know, I know, I know that uh, you have a lot of love for uh, the place you get your automobiles. I know that it's never an all-time mistake where you head. That's exactly right. Greco Chevrolet of Federal on Federal Highway in Delray Beach. It's a great car buying experience, guys. Uh, whether you're getting a new car, a used car, a certified pre-owned, uh, Ron and his staff do an incredible job. Uh, I bought multiple cars there. One experience has been better than the next. Fair price, great service. Greco Chevrolet, Delray Beach. All right, Mike. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All right. Have a great weekend, guys. Thank you. Uh, all right. That is Mike Tannenbaum with us here on Ken Levicka Live. Uh, can we uh, can we talk about uh, – let's actually we, – we already did uh, cover, cover five. five. Yeah, we, covered, we already cover did cover five. five. Let's get to our coolest moment of the week, brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. I don't know if it's so cool as it is kind of disturbing, but Paul Feinbaum yesterday had a caller, and he was talking about Jimbo Fisher, and he dropped a Hitman reference. This is the SEC, baby. Here's from Paul Feinbaum's show yesterday. Let's get to the calls and check in with Roger in Texas. Hello, Roger. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Paul? I sure can. Okay. Go right ahead. All right, great, great. Hey, I've got a couple of thoughts uh, I'd like to share with you and your listeners. Of course. That's okay. All right, well, first, uh, Saban said during his conference that uh, fans were an external factor and meant nothing and contributed nothing to the outcome of the game. Which sounds like to me that he doesn't care about his fans. Uh, his fan base or whether they come to the game or not. So I suggest to them that they uh, quit building statues and bending the knee and mm. giving their own dying Smart take. But oh, wait, it's about to take a left turn. Secondly, <coughs> well, yeah, by the way, uh, you, you can suggest that all you turn. want, but nobody's going to listen. Well, I know that. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's just my feeling about it. But secondly, as far as Jimbo's contract, that $90 million contract, uh, a hitman cost a lot less than that. Thank you and have a great day, Paul. The silence. He has no idea. To figure out what he said. A hitman cost less than Jimbo. F- it, it did. Did someone call and hint at hiring someone to kill Jimbo Fisher? I think they did. I think that's the only way to read that. You wouldn't see that in the ACC. That's you, all I'm saying. You definitely wouldn't. And and don't get any ideas, Broncos fans. Let's ride. <laughs> Let's ride. The SEC, <laughs> where murder potentially happens. Uh, it means that's more. Theo. I'm Ken. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.